Hey yo! Welcome to the Arts Block Podcast for artists, for artists, by artists, by artists. We can talk about anything that we want. Give it up from Eric Crane, the third, 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 third gentleman. I'm excited for this one. Hey yo! Welcome back to another episode of the Arts Block Podcast. I'm your host. Eric Curry the third, and today I have a great friend of mine. Someone, why you look so serious? <laughs> Listen, up. why you look so serious? A great friend of mine, um, someone who inspires me and pushes me to be better every day. We have the king here, ladies and gentlemen. We have King Dula in the building. King Dula Abdullah Muhammad. Hello, what's up, bro? What's good, Eric Curry the third? How you feeling? Good. That's good, man. Um, so we just gonna we just gonna talk. This is just basic conversation. Loosen up. Why you look so nervous? I ain't nervous. It's, it's gonna be on public. I don't wanna look a mess. But you, you look real represent. stiff. You look you gotta rep- I gotta yes. represent myself. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, let's get straight to it. Um, you're an actor, you're in the theater department. Why acting? How did you get into that? Well, when audition started, we were originally able to audition for two. So I, I auditioned for vocal, the vocal department and the theater department. When it came down, because I, I did get it, I got into both. When it came down to deciding, I did like my research. I talked to people about it. And I just, I chose theater because it was just more universal. And I feel like theater is a good way to get a message out. Um, acting. Now, I still do my vocals and stuff. I got to put it like, like, I still make music and stuff. But vocal was, I just didn't want to go down that path of learning like classical uh they gotta they gotta sing in different languages that just wasn't the path i wanted to take where um where did your acting career start like what age if you can remember like where did that start from well it's it started when i was real young like for my mom she was my mom was an actor actress when she was younger she was on broadway but my my grandma didn't do the necessary things to get her portfolio perfected and stuff so she wasn't able to pursue Broadway. She did like she did like one show and then she couldn't do anymore. Um, but I started around when I was about four, acting and singing. I started off with like musicals. Start off with musicals. That's dope, man. And now you're and you also do music. So where did where did that kind of start? Well, well, music. Now that's tricky. Now I, I did sing, but I didn't become serious about it. Uh, I had a sister. She passed away in 2013. After that, my mom, she started a nonprofit organization in memory of her, and she will always do, um, she always do um, presentations every year on her birthday, and we would do them, like, it would be like a big performance. And I just remember one night, my mom, my sister um, was singing Home for a show we was doing, um, the, we was doing The Wiz, and she was singing the backgrounds for Home, and I just remember singing it, and my mom was like, wow, you, that was really good. So then um, that following year, the next year for Asira's art, that was my sister's name, uh, Asira, uh, my mom wanted me to sing home. And ever since then, I just I just love singing. And you got your own little home studio, as we can obviously see in the background. You lit right now. You go by the stage name. You, you go by the stage name, King Dula. Where did that, where did that come from? Well, man, this is, that's a simple answer. I came up with King Dula, Dula Abdullah. That's my that's my name, Abdullah. So that was the last part. 
the first part came, I just wanted to, I wanted it to be different. We all, we have a lot of little, like when we think about today, it's, I don't, I don't disrespect them, but that's just not something I want to be seen. I don't want to be seen as little. You got little Wayne, little baby, the baby. You just got these small names. And when I thought of my stage name, I wanted it something, I wanted it to be something big, something that would be respected. Now everyone's not going to like it. Cause I know some people that don't like it. Now but, you, you are real adamant on like, you you're one of the only people around our age that i know that doesn't like our music that we have today you're a real old old soul who who did you get that from like your grandparents your mom where did you pick that where'd you pick that up well no that's that's actually interesting what happened was uh when i was younger i actually did listen to like early 2000s music that music was fine but i just had a shift i i noticed music started changing and the industry started being more like about body. It was about body in early 2000, but it was more it was more blunt with it later. And back then, I just started listening. I always listened to Michael, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston. But then I just started listening to like other artists because those two are real big. Everyone, I don't care what anybody say, those two names, that's going to travel through history, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston. But then I started listening to um, like Luther Vandross and then going back, Patti LaBelle, Stevie Wonder. All, all those greats. I like their music because the 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 lyric content is more poetic. When we listen to music nowadays, it's real blunt, which is not bad, but it's just, it's more creative when it's more poetic and metaphoric. Like they might be talking about sex, but they might be talking about, to, to put in place of sex, they might be talking about the reproduction of a flower or something. Older music, like old school music. It's more, it's just more creative than me. But Abdullah, you know that there are rappers that do that same thing, right? That's true, but it's not. It's it's hard to come by them. If I come by them, I listen to them. But Abdullah, you you literally love Ti. I do love Ti. I didn't. Now, don't get me wrong. I said I like old school music more. That doesn't mean I don't like any. I can name some artists I like today. Who's some like, artists you today, Abdullah? I like Ti. I like Bruno Mars. Uh. I actually like Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. I, I mess with some of Drake's stuff. Uh, female artists, right now, I don't really like them. They, they can sing. What? Bro. I'm sorry, like, I'm not, I'm, everyone's gonna hit me for this. LMA, her, all those females, they can sing. I'm not, I'm not taking that away from them. I just think they don't have what singers used to have. Like, it's, singing, it comes, there's a riskiness in singing. It's certain notes that you risk to touch, knowing you might not touch them. It's just a risk. They're safe singers, like Whitney Houston. She would hit some notes that you never heard. Every 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 performance, she would hit notes you would never hear her hit. These artists, they're real comfortable. They like to be comfortable. They don't want to mess up. They're afraid for they're afraid of messing up. I think. What? Told me, told me to be honest. Wait. All right. Hold on. Wait. All right. Wait. Hold on. So you so you like some male artists now, but you don't like the female artists because you feel like they're so safe. I know only one I could probably say, Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson, Beyonce too. Beyonce, I I got it. At first I wasn't. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, hold on, wait. All right. So for the people who are listening to this podcast, the people who don't know Abdullah from a can can of paint, he said Beyonce was overrated. For the longest, for at least six, seven months. 
my per, my perspective changed. What's it called? It um the recently the gift. It was it was it was it was inspiring. It was her. She can sing. I'm not gonna take that away from her. She she can sing, but the singers that the only person I think that could like sing like sing sing would be Jennifer Hudson. Just mm -mm. it's just it's just a certain. It's a certain tone and, mu and music is certain things that make, in my opinion, because every music is an opinionated, is an opinionated art, like um, award, you get your award based off of the pain. It's not based off stats. It's even not. if, even if a song was number one for all these weeks, you're not going to get the award necessarily. Mm -hmm. But Jennifer Hudson, it's certain things that I like in the voice. I'm going to say this, the best thing I like about music, the best sound is a black female singing voice. Mm -hmm. I don't care Men, men can sing. White women can sing. White men can sing. Every people can sing. It's just something about the black female voice. It's it's a soul that it has to it. There's a soul within it, and there's a certain tone within it that's just and it's unique with it's unique with every artist. And what you notice about other artists, every every artist, you could probably hit the same note as an artist. You could probably hit the same like like I said the same note. But the one thing that will differentiate you from any artist is your tone mm -hmm. it's just tone and what's and amazing about that is that it's the hurt like you can hear the hurt and the pain when the black black woman sings and it's it's amazing it's always beautiful for the most part to go back to your acting right um how has the theater department been for you like how has it benefited you in that way well, <laughs> the theater department, I have mixed feelings about the theater department. Um, I do, I do think it has changed me. Um, I'm more disciplined. I will say I'm more disciplined than I used to be because of the theater department. Yeah, I'll agree. Uh, there's just certain things. I don't know the purpose of yet, but I think I will later on. Mm. Like Miss Calhoun warming up. I understand it's to warm the body up, but I don't understand it. And there's some things that I understand now that I did it before, like movement. I didn't understand movement at first. Now I see I'm more aware because I know I have, I have, I have, I, I do stuff with my shoulders a lot. Like when I act, I think it's being expressive. But I do this a lot. I lift my shoulders mm. and I'm more conscious of that now. So I see the purpose of that. But theater, I do think they limit you. For for instance, would you say? In what ways? Um, just as just as an artist, um, as an actor, there's no age to start or no age you can't start. But I'm ready to start now. And mm -hmm. before I was at Duke, I, I've I've done numerous things, commercials and stuff. But since I've got to Duke, I haven't had the opportunities as I would have. They're saying this because it's going to interfere with your training which I understand, but I just, it, it limits me as an artist. It does. One thing that I've been um, talking to, like with um, people in the theater department, um, we've been talking about uh, just hosting our own shows, just, just host our own shows. And for most of the, and like for most of the productions that we like want to do, it doesn't take a lot of like funding and stuff like 12 and Jurors that didn't really, that doesn't really take yeah. a lot to do. So what do you think oh, about? Oh, what, wait, say it again, last question. 
of what do you think about hosting our own shows and creating our own shows? I think I actually think that's a good idea. I would just say we would need the correct amount of support. We would need support mm -hmm. and funding and advertising. It can work. It can work. But I just think we will need the necessary things to get it done. Mm. All right. What was you about to say? Well, I was gonna say the only thing when I first came to theater, what I was what I was disappointed in was it was only two boys. As you know, it was it was just me and you, and then it was it was a bunch of females. Now I'm not sexist. I'm not. <laughs> I just I just had to learn to be more sensitive towards them because as guys, it's just like it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. It, it is what it is. But I, they've shaped me in, in certain ways. Like, I, I am more sensitive about certain things I say. I am still not sensitive about a lot of things I say, but I'm working on that. You I'm literally working on that. conversation the other night. Dula, <laughs> you have to get better. I know. But I do think I've made a half step is better than no steps. That is true. That's, that's very true. Yeah, I just, had, I just had to learn to be sensitive towards their emotions. Like, certain things like they would be emotional about mm -hmm. i just didn't really care about it and i was just like i, I wouldn't laugh well i did laugh in someone's face but mm -hmm. i just i needed i had to learn to be more sensitive about certain things but yeah do you think that that's something that you can take for for forever like you being more sensitive to like a partner in a relationship or you being more sensitive yeah to I, like I do now relationships uh i mess up it i feel like i mess up every relationship i've ever been in you're dumb I'm sorry, I just had to say that. Every time I just had to remind you every yeah. time. Fuck. I have, but at least at, some people won't admit they'd be like it was their fault. But I know, at least I know it was my fault. Mm -hmm. But I do know I but the good thing about it is I know the things I need to work on. So it's not like I just been doing all this stuff. I've been doing that stuff, but I didn't know I didn't know what I was doing wrong, but at a moment in time I actually didn't. Now I do and I know what I need to work on. What what um made you realize what you needed to work on or what made you realize that you it was you who had the problem and not her well uh me i'm what made me realize i had the problem is like i'm not gonna name any names this is just mm -hmm. a female for a female something a conversation that a dialogue i'll she'll be like where you at and i'll say i'm in the car and then she'll be like where you going and I'm like, why, what you, why, you worried, why you worry about where I'm going? Why you worry about where I'm going? But what I didn't realize is saying that to a female, they raise suspicion like, oh, he going to see another girl. Oh, he cheating on me. Oh. Now, me, I'm, I'm just a person that gets irritated. I get irritated really quickly. And I get yeah. bored. I get bored really quickly. And that's something I realized. I knew that I get irritated real quickly, but I actually didn't know that I get bored quickly. I know that now. Well, those are just you, certain things that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Well, you are. Um, that was hilarious because it's just funny because I know what situation you're speaking of. Um, but you have gotten caught doing a lot of things. Would you like to speak on some of the things you got caught doing, Abdullah? No comment. It's like now I speak. <laughs> Uh, well, like I said, I've I've done stupid things that I'm not that I'm not so proud of. For instance, I was at a party once. Well, not do I went. 
Yeah, okay, I'll go on that one because I don't want to tell the other ones. The other ones are worse. I'm gonna tell this one. I was at a party one time. I was with I was with a particular girl at the moment, and I told her, "Are you coming to the party?" And she was like, "No." And I told her, "If you not come, if you don't come, I don't know if I'm being able to control myself." And she said, "Control yourself. You can." Do, she just told me control myself. So when I got to the party, I was just I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real free spirited person. I would say. I'm real, <laughs> that's how you gonna put it. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm a real free spirited, and I like I like to live in the moment. Mm. And at that party, I lived in the moment. Now, my mistake was something I do that I still do have issues on is owning up to what I do. What happened mm. was, um, I wasn't I wasn't loyal at that party, and when I was confronted about it, I lied. And what's been brought to my attention is when females ask you something, just tell them because that just means they know. And trust oh, me. who taught you that, Abdul? Um, you you don't you don't don't flatter yourself. You did. <laughs> <laughs> but what's it called? Females always know. They do. And this is just for all the gentlemen. If you ever do anything, and she asks you, and you don't have a you don't have a good way in covering up for it, just tell them the truth. Cause you're just gonna look more stupid when she shows you the evidence. Cause what she did was <laughs> she said, "Were you getting claps at the party?" And I said, "No." And then she said, "Were you with a girl at the party?" And I was like, no. And then she said, so what's this? Bam. And she said the evidence right in front of me. And then it was like I was busted. And it was then it feels worse. When you get caught, you feel worse about it because it's like, dang. Now I feel more stupid because I thought I was gonna get away with it, but I actually got caught and they got evidence. So it was no way of covering it up. But yeah, that's that's the story on how um I got caught. That oh man, you just brought back memories. Um, how you learn from your mistakes, you learn from that situation, which is very good. How do you think that like your mistakes have infect have affected you as a person and as an artist? Oh, Lord, these are some deep questions, Eric. Uh, as an artist, now I'm gonna tell you what motivates a writer is experience. Mm -hmm. As an artist, is motivating me to write about some things like these experience these experiences i know i'm not the only one that's done these things or has been through some things mm -hmm. these experiences have allowed me to write certain things uh uh like certain songs i wrote and then what i'll do is i could be creative i might put in a different perspective i'll say what the female would say to me but i write it like i'm in her situation so mm -hmm. if someone's listening to it they'll be like oh yes i agree with that then i might write some songs about how i messed up and yeah, so that's how it's affecting me as an artist. How it's affecting me as a person. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna say this. I don't hurt. Well, we 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 discussed this. I don't hurt a lot. I don't. I don't really like. I don't feel. I don't feel certain emotions that I should feel. Mm -hmm. So these situations, they have they they have opened my eyes to understand what other people feel. Cause just because I'm not feeling doesn't mean they're not feeling, and that's something that I misinterpreted. Because sometimes I would feel as if, oh, this ain't that bad. I'm gonna just do this, or a girl, right. like, oh, I'll just break up with her. It'll be, it won't be that, it won't be that bad. But knowing I'm not gonna be hurt, but I wouldn't um, consider that she would be hurt. And so as a person, it's just made me more considerate and more, more aware of people's feelings. Mm, so you're more conscious. Yeah, of more conscious. And in, in, in this. Oh, go ahead. And it's just, 
Well, no, I forgot the song. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, um, I was just gonna ask if this is this for people in general. Like, is this for everybody that you're ever going to meet in life? Are you going to take this same lesson that you took now in ninth grade? Yes, because I think it's and there's no point of making mistakes if you don't learn from them. Now, I have made mistakes. I've made mistakes more than once, mm-hmm. but making them these, I will say, this this Corona quarantine, all this bull, all this bull. It, it has changed because it's just allowed me to sit back and think. Because mm. for some reason, all these things I was wrong and I used to think, oh, I didn't do nothing wrong. I was just having fun. I'm a boy. I was mm. just I was just thinking like that. But sitting, this corona sitting back, reflecting on everything, I see how, how I was wrong and how I did mess up. This is, and that's also something I want to um, touch up on. How, how have you been during this pandemic? Like during the whole, like from was it march until now how have you how have you like what was the process of abdullah going through this well it wasn't that bad me as a person i'm not one with a bunch of friends i'm not a person that has a lot of friends because a lot of people do not like me Mm -hmm. that's just how it is you're gonna gonna have people that don't like you but the people that had that i am cool with see i separate i separate uh, relationships in a certain way i have associates Mm -hmm. then i have friends then I have friends I could tell certain things to. Mm-hmm. So the associates, I just fell off with all of them. I haven't talked to any of them. Uh, the friends, I, I have spoken to them, but uh, a close friend that I've told certain things to, uh, that relationship is expired, <laughs> I will say. And it's just, it's. I will say it's been real lonesome. Like, when you when you really realize, like in school, I say hey to people, what's up, what's up. You don't realize how alone you are until you like actually sit back, and you be like, dang, no one seems to call my phone, or no one. <laughs> <laughs> so then, what people do, like if you like call, like what's up, or like um, Sierra Tashi, people I talk to, it's just like y'all might be like, why are you so happy? I'll be like, oh my god, thank you for calling me, <laughs> like thank you for checking up on me, because it it really does feel good. Cause I'm I'm never I was I was never the init I'm never the initiator I don't initiate anything like yeah. I'm not one to be like call somebody oh hey what's up da 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 unless I'm really extremely bored mm-hmm. but yeah yeah and I kind of and I and I understand that and I've kind of seen that every time like we're on the phone how like it's just it's like a relief thing like you're finally getting to talk yeah. to somebody like I saw I saw Pearl Leela Maggie. And Raina the other day, and I was just like, "Wow!" Chipotle, when you right? think of, what do you say? At the Chipotle thing, right? Yeah, at the Chipotle thing. When I thought about, I was like, I haven't seen them since March. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them since March, and I don't really talk to them on a regular basis, mm-hmm. unless we have class together. But over the phone, you don't really see how people really look. So then, when I saw them, I was just like, "Wow, y'all really look different." Like Pearl's skin just start, her skin's glowing more. Leela's hair got longer. Raina's face looks more mature. Uh, Maggie looks Maggie looks different. She looks more mature. It's just, it was just like wow. It's, it just feels real good. It was it was just it was real exciting. Real exciting to be around people. Yeah. How has the pandemic helped you creatively? Like, what have you been creating since you've been in this pandemic, or have you been creating at all? I've been cre- I've been creating a lot. It's, it's actually good because especially like in the summertime 
And even though we're in school, I just have more time to focus on things. Like acting, I really like acting, but singing is it's just being on a stage, it allows me to it how I put this. Singing, singing and acting do two different things for me. Acting allows me to be on the stage and express myself, but it also allows me to step into something and leave past situations and everything out back there off the stage. Singing, it allows me to come on there with my emotions because I wrote these songs. So it allows me to feel and feel the experiences and feel what I'm feeling. So they do two different things for me. So because of that, I've been working on like singing more. I've been making songs, beats. I make more beats than I, I will say I make more beats than I write. Some beats, my creative process goes different. Sometimes I might, I write a song and then I might play a beat to it. Other mm -hmm. times, that's, that's unusual. I don't really do that. What I usually do is I make a beat for some reason. I make a, a beat. And then I listen to the beat and I write to the beat. It's weird. Some people say you're supposed to write first, but I'm like, that's your creative choice. My creative choices are different. But yeah, so it has affected me. I would just say it's it's allowed me to um put more energy into it in my art and craft. That's that's good. That's really good. And speaking of creative choices, you take you take a lot of creative choices, especially when we were in school. Like a lot of your creative choices were like really big and out there and wide and everybody could see you. Now, it's, it doesn't seem like, it seems very dumbed down now, very small. How is that, where, where did that come from? Has that come from being in the theater department? Uh, yeah, well, expressions, when, I, when I'm real big and things, I'm a person that doesn't like to leave anything unsaid or undone. I'm gonna say what, I'm gonna say what I gotta say and I'm gonna say how it is. Cause I don't like I don't like to think on stuff. I don't like to sit back and be like, oh, I should have said this. So mm -hmm. I do everything that, that I think should be done. So in theater, I make I used I do big things. So it's 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 called risk. Well, you know, you're in theater. Yeah. I do, I take I take a lot of risk. Sometimes they the teacher might be like, wow, that was a really good risk. And then I'm like, thank you. And then the teacher might be like, that wasn't a good choice. But the reason why I take those the reason why I take big risk is because I rather do it. And mm -hmm. then they say that wasn't good, then not do it and know that, then have the regret of not doing it and knowing, doing it allows me, not doing it will be like, oh God, I should have did this thing. But doing it means like, oh, well now I know if I would have did that, it would have failed it any way, any other way. But it has, it has dimmed down because of theater because when I started, theater was, I like I said, I was used to musical theater. I had a lot of, I did a lot of big roles and I did Lion King, played Simba, The Wiz, Scarecrow, just different things. So musicals are more, you're like, ah, ah. And then it's more, cause you gotta, musicals is a mixture of everything. It's like, you have to act, you have to sing and you have to dance, which is complicated. So I didn't have a good mix of all of it. Uh, yeah. So when I came to theater, it actually channeled me, it channeled me and allowing me to focus on the acting and not like it, it calmed, it just calmed me down. I was able to like express myself more progressively without being real explosive and get the same point across without being making big, big risk. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it has been down because of theater. How do you feel about this quote? Um, I don't know who said it, I forgot. But the biggest risk is being yourself or something along that lines. How do you feel about how do you feel about that? Okay, homie. Give me one second. 
the biggest risk is being yourself. Yeah. And I asked you that because I um I know that you're a real out there person and you're uh real expressive and you don't really care about what people think. And this is why I really had you on the podcast, because you don't care at all what other people think about you and you're just really out there. So how do you feel about that? Uh, the biggest risk is being yourself. Well, I agree with it in a sense. Um, being yourself does come with risk. Mm-hmm. It depends who you are as a person. You might do be, being yourself might cause people not to like you. So that's a risk right there. Being yourself might cause people to like you. But also, now I wouldn't say that don't be yourself because of the risk. Never, I don't, I don't fear risk. I really don't. Like, because I said this before, if you, if you don't take the risk, then you have regret. But taking the risk, if you fail, then you know you would have failed anyway. So yeah. being uh, the, the, the big, you said the biggest risk is being yourself. Mm-hmm. That was the quote. Yeah. I don't think, hmm, it all depends on who you are. Being yourself, if you have like a deep, deep, dark secret and then you become yourself, that is, that could be your biggest risk. It's, it could, that could be your obstacle. But if you have other things in your life, being yourself might not be the risk. Being myself is certainly not my risk. <laughs> that was that. That was never a risk of mine. Well, we well obviously we know that because you're just you're a real out there person, and people like people everybody knows you, and either and you're right. Either they don't like you or or they do like you. But the ones that do like you and like the ones that do enjoy your company, like me, Sierra, and Tashi. We just know, we see, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Like, I see something, like, a potential in you that's real and an energy in you that's real, it's real strong. I'm glad you said that. I was speaking to Sierra because we had the conversation, and I was like, what are things I could work on? And she told mm-hmm. me all the things I could work on. And you was like, dang, that would have hurt my feelings. Yeah. And it, just, it just, like, I just told you I don't really feel certain things sometimes. I was just like, oh, wow, okay. So then I text, I asked her. Which is interesting how you say y'all enjoy my company. I asked her, I said, well, if there's all these things I need to fix about me, why do you still talk to me? Like, why do you still be around me? And she said, because I like being your friend. So that I think that just shows no matter uh, all the big challenges that you have and things you need to fix, there's always something that can be liked about someone. Message. It's your honesty, your rawness. Yeah. How willing you are to be yourself. It's like a blobfish when I think about it. A blobfish might be the ugliest animal, in my opinion. It's the, it's, it just looks ugly. But if you touch it, some people might like that slimy feeling. Some people like like slime. So the texture of it might be something they like, but they might not really like how it looks. So staying around it is just because they like how it feels. Yeah. That's a good way of explaining it. Do you feel that the people that don't like you don't really know who you are? Cause I know, a lot, cause I talk to a lot of people that be like, and I vouch for you all the time. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm doing. Like I told people, oh yeah, I'm doing a podcast with Abdullah. Just they be like, oh Abdullah, like why are you doing it with Abdullah? And I'll be like, cause if you really know and talk to Abdullah, he's actually a really great person. Like, do you feel like the people that don't like you just don't know enough about you, or have this perception of you that may or may not be true? Well, I'm gonna say this. Whatever they see or whatever I said to them is true. If I said something to you that you didn't like, I'm sorry, but that's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the question was, if they got to really know me, would they like me? Yes. I, I don't know. People, people like people like certain things and people don't. Like you say, I'm real blunt. People like that. People like honesty. Some people might not like. They be like, oh, you some things you just need to keep to yourself, and they'll cry in my face. And I just like, I'm sorry, but I don't leave anything unsaid. Yeah, hold so, on, hold that. Hold on, let me. I'll be back. Hey yo, sorry, we had a um, had a little bit of technical difficulties. It's all good though. We're back. Um, if you remember what you were saying, you can. Yeah, the question. The question was. Yeah, go ahead. Repeat it. Um, do you think people would like you if they really got to know who you really are? Well, it's dependent on the person. There's certain personality traits that go well together, and there's some that don't. If I'm I'm a blunt person, if there's someone that can't take harsh things, then they're not going to like me. It's just how it is. But if you're if you're someone that's see, all, I just honesty. I'm not honest all the time, but I like honesty. Uh, no one's honest all the time. But if you're I'm I'm good with people that I don't like people that criticize. Like if I say something, they might criticize it. If it's wrong, I don't I want you to tell me how it's wrong, not tell me, oh, you is just disgusting. I hate you. Like, ugh, like just down talk you. Like a good person that's good at that is Sierra. Sierra disagrees with a lot of things I say. But she all she always says she has a respective approach of approaching it where it's not like harmful or mean. So it depend it depends on the person. Either like it it comes down people people aren't gonna like you. If you really get to know me, that's your choice. I have open arms. It's up to you. I'm I'm not like oh ugh, I don't like well I do. It's certain people I don't like and I just won't talk to. But if I like you and you start talking to me and we cool, then it's, that's that. If they got to know me, so if if they if someone gets to know me, will they like like me? Yes and no. That's the bottom line. There's things they're gonna like and there's things they're not. That's a real good take on that. I wanna go back to when you say you don't like criticism. Do you are you aware that criticism is gonna be something that you get no matter who you are or what you do or how far you get into life? You're gonna be criticized on everything. Like you like you understand that, right? Oh yeah, I do. Especially especially in the in the area field I'm in. Mm-hmm. If I would listen to you know how many people tell me I cannot sing? Yeah, you know how many people lot. tell me. You know how many people tell me I cannot act. A lot. a lot of people. But what you do is, even if everybody now, everyone doesn't tell me I can't sing. There are people that do tell me I can't sing. It's up to you to choose what you want to believe. Message. So people that tell me I can't sing, I'll just be like, huh, really? Like one time I was in the hallway, and then I did I did a performance, and I was talking to this girl, and she was like, hey, but we did so good, and then and then she was like, why are you so quiet? And then someone behind me said, because you can't sing. And then I, I turned around, they were gone. I didn't even see who they were. So when mm-hmm. I realized, your critics, some critics don't even got the courage to say the stuff to your face. So mm-hmm. that just, the people that say it to my face, I actually respect them. Like some people, they might tell me, if you write this song, it's good, but you should fix this. I'm not going to like somebody that lets me release the song, and then it's just, it's just, it's just bad. I'd rather them tell me. So I know I'm going to have critics, and I know there's people that don't like me for what I do and the things I say. How do you balance or how do you separate the critics from the constructive criticism? Or or I should say not critiques, like the bad, like the negative 
critiques, like the negative Nancy's in the constructive criticism. Okay, so constructive criticism, how do I separate constructive criticism from bad critiques? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, constructive criticism is to help you. So if I write a song, one of my friends might say, that's good, but the beat, I don't think the drum should go that hard. Mm-hmm. I think you should slow it up. That's constructive mm-hmm. criticism. Uh, bad critiques would be, that was bad. You don't sound right. You can't, like, you can't sing. Not Maybe you should sat, Maybe you should sing softer on this part. Maybe you shouldn't approach that note so hard. So constructive criticism and bad critiques. Bad critiques is just, it's, it's more, it's more harsh and it's not, it's the, it's, it's intended to hurt the person's feelings. And you can tell like things I say to people, I say how it is and it might be perceived as, oh, he's just trying to hurt my feelings. But that's, that's, that's simply not the case. Yeah. I always knew, I always could tell that with you. Like you always, to me, you remind me of like a comedian, right? Cause a comedian's intent is to make people laugh. They're like their jokes is never to harm people, or they don't make the jokes with the intent to harm people. They make the jokes with the intent to make people laugh, right? I get the same feeling from you. You say things to better people. You don't say things to hurt them, but you say them with the intent to better their understanding, or yeah. to try to better their understanding. And I remember we um we was talking on the phone with Sierra and Tashi that night, and Sierra says you struggle with uh, listening to people and all the other list of things that she said. How did that, how, how have you, how have you acted upon that from that conversation? How have you acted upon that? Well, listening, was she, was she, all the things she said were very true. So uh, with listening, what I tend to do is when I'm speaking to someone and I'm done speaking, when they're talking and I disagree with, with one thing they said, I'm like, oh, that's not true. And I think about how it was not true. And I wait for that thought instead of listening to the whole thing they say. So what I've been trying to do is just putting more attention into just letting someone finish their thought. Because I'll be like, that's, no, that's, that's not true. If someone says something before I let them finish. So I, I just been trying to listen more. My trouble is listening. The only way to fix listening is to listen. Because what I do is I hear, but I don't listen. Hearing, hearing and listening are different things. I could take my computer. I could take my computer and do this, and you like you might hear a sound like oh something. You just heard something, but to listen is to know that that's something slamming on a piece of glass. Mm-hmm. So I just been trying to take put more attention into into listening. It's like the attention attention to detail, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Abdullah, I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. This has been an amazing episode. But however, before you go, I do want to do this segment. It's called Dead or Alive. And if you can choose one artist to work with, dead or alive, it can be in acting or singing, but which artist would you choose? I'm, I'm dying to know. Mm. Well, singing, I would choose Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And Whitney Houston, well, you got, I got to say one, Michael Jackson. No, you don't got to say one. You can choose uh, however many you want. Well, yeah. okay, well singing will be... My top three, Michael Jackson, stage mm-hmm. performance. Whitney Houston, her vocal, vocals. And Luther mm-hmm. Vandross, also his vocals. Now, acting, I would I would really like to work with Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. I would like to work with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to work with 
who are some uh, what's a female actress because i really like actresses mm-hmm. uh hmm, an actress viola davis she she's a bomb actress hey. man yeah. how to get away with murder you gotta if you don't watch that series watch season four episode 13 when she went to the supreme court <laughs> i would want to <laughs> work with her and i would you know i would man i went crazy when this man came to school remember, remember we had dave Chappelle and all of them i wasn't mm-hmm. really that excited for dave Chappelle. i went crazy when i saw chris tucker for real i was like oh yeah everyone everyone's like it's just chris tucker it's just something about that man man he's just he's raw and he's natural like mm-hmm. he's not he's not trained in acting he's just natural and i would just want i would just want to see that and him to teach me that just being natural were you outside with me when with us when we got the pick with him yes i got a picture with him i got i got it on my phone well i'll send it to you maybe you can post yeah, it. yeah send it to me so i can put it in here yeah when i met him and it was just like man he's getting old because i'm an old everyone knows i'm an old soul so when yeah. i see people that are still alive i'm like dang they are getting old because I look at them when they were young and when they were in their prime. Yeah. Just like then again, oh. But yeah, those those people I would like to work with. All right. Well, Abdullah, like I said, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate you for um spending time with me and to just talk to me about all this stuff that we have talked about. Um, anything that you want to promote or push, your Instagram, anything you got coming up? Well, you post my Instagram. Uh, I'm working on I'm working on an album. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I don't know when it's going to be out, but for my birthday, I will be. I will say I will be having a listening party because I like criticism. Not critics. I like I like um critiques. I will be having a listening party so people can listen to the songs and see the top like the top three they like. And I have one more message to my haters. <laughs> to my haters, hate, <laughs> and that's it. Oh, well, thank you, Abdullah. This has been another installment of the Arts Block Podcast. I appreciate everyone who's watching, everyone who's liking, everyone who's commenting, everyone who's reposting and sharing. I appreciate all of you guys. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, turn on post notifications so you can be notified every time we post. Um, If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave me a five-star rating. Shout out to everybody listening everywhere else. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Eric Curry the Third. You can follow the podcast at the Arts Block Podcast. Remember that artists never die, and I'll see y'all next week. <laughs>